0: Well, hey there, listeners. I'm so happy that you're back for a new episode. I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today on the show, you are going to get to meet Miss Jackie Leonard, who came on the show to talk to me about the life-changing magic of creative Writing for Mothers. And this conversation was just really rich. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So let me just take a moment to tell you a bit about Jackie before we get started. Jackie Leonard is the founder of Motherscope and host of the Motherscope podcast. And she is a lifelong writer and Southern California native now based in Oregon, whose early experiences of motherhood acted as a catalyst for the birth of Motherscope, a community of moms who inspire and uplift one another by writing and sharing their own stories. It was the birth of her first child in 2017 and her experiences in those early days of motherhood that inspired what would eventually become Motherscope. The things that make Jackie feel most powerful are the community of women who surround her, writing, and her children. Her garden, cooking, and husband bring her peace. So you guys, You're going to love this episode. She and I just talked about so much about, you know, when it comes to writing. I met Jackie years ago. She's always been someone who inspires me. Her spirit is just very sweet and soft and, and just, she's just a delight to be around. So without further ado, you guys help me welcome Jackie to the show and enjoy this episode.
1: Well, Hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome
0: to my mom and dad's podcast, the Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome back to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. Welcome to the show, Jackie. I'm so happy to have you.
1: Hi, Wendy. I know I've been looking forward to this. It's been a long time coming because it of just been. illnesses and all kinds of stuff. But you yep. said a while ago that it'll happen when it's meant to happen. And I I feel excited about our talk today and it feels like it did come at a good time.
0: I agree. It always comes at the right time, right? And families, today we are just going to be having a beautiful conversation with Jackie about the life-changing magic of creating creative writing for mothers. And Jackie, I shared a little bit about who you are and what you do and all that good stuff before we started recording so listeners could learn a little bit more about you. But I always love to start off by just hearing your story. Like, How did you like become so passionate about writing and your work is so beautiful and the curation of stories that you have put together over the last few years and the way you inspire essa's moms to write is just really beautiful and unique so tell listeners how you got here what's what what is your story that led you to this place to be so passionate about it
1: i don't, I don't know it feels a little silly starting from when i was so little but i i really do call myself a lifelong writer for a reason mm-hmm. and more than that i would say i've even before i learned how to write i've been a storyteller so i remember being so young that i knew i couldn't read or read like and write so probably before first grade or kindergarten and still making up stories for the younger kids in my family and oh. telling them pretending that i could read a book even and just like making up stories from the pictures on the pages <laughs> and so that it's just something that's innate or just a part of who i am from an early age but then as as i learned to write and became better at it i just found myself again naturally turning to it to express myself and also to process. And mm-hmm. I I mean I just recently for a project I'm working on went back and read over some of my old journals from when I was in high school which I have not wanted to do for a really long time. No way, but really. I mean I was I was just doing it to have a conversation with myself. It, it it was it's been it was a way for me to process what was going on in my life, ponder things. I mean it's it's been a companion and a tool that I've used throughout my life. And so I mean that's yeah. that's why I'm I do it and I continue to do it today and I mean maybe we'll get into this a little bit more deeply in a bit but after I became a mom you know I'd spent all of my academic career studying writing and feeling like I didn't know how to really do do it professionally beyond school and after I became a mom it was like Writing is who I what I've done since I was a little kid. It's the thing yeah. that lights me up. I need to go back to that. And so that's, in a nutshell, kind of my identity as a writer and a person. Yeah.
0: I love it. And then when did you create our, or found Motherscope? Because we met at an awesome... Awesome. Women's entrepreneurial Retreat, let's call it, in the most beautiful winery. That was such a fun weekend. Remember that weekend? I feel like that's... I I mean, I probably... We had met before, but we really got to spend time together that weekend when we were at that event. I mean, Temecula, California, it was a gorgeous weekend. We had the best wine. But I remember like, was that when you were just forming Motherscope? Because that was probably a few years ago, or has it been longer than that? Because you became a mom five years ago, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's it was about like that was in its like first year of mm. in, like incubating, coming out. like i I think about that retreat fondly. It was a really special, yeah. special experience. And I met some really great people, including you, at that yeah. in, and had some amazing conversations. But what I really remember about that weekend, or it was I don't know, that few days that we were away mm. was it was my first big time away from home. Yeah. As a mom, too, at the time, one and a half two year old now. he was like two. so yeah. i that I spent, like two to three days away from home focusing on something that I was trying to grow and passionate about, and it was really special. What really happened was i I was working as a paralegal before I had my son. I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. and up until the day before I gave birth, I was working. And I had planned to. Return in six weeks. And I worked for a small law firm. And my boss said, You can bring your baby with you and you can work in the back office. And I thought, sure, I'll do that. (laughs) Like, you know, and I was I was working so much. And I I remember feeling like I I wore it like a badge of honor, how much Mm -hmm. I could work, and all the way to the end of my pregnancy, and my, my son was born. A little bit earlier than expected. I was going to take a few weeks off before I had him. And he came at 37 and a half weeks. No time and for you. Did you hate that? No, You're like... <laughs> absolutely no rest, no time, nothing. And he was a low birth weight. So he we needed a lot mm. of supports to be fed. We were pumping and doing two <sighs> feedings. and Straight into fear mode. Did you yes, have, did you have just... any pediatricians who were like, you need to do something? Like, <laughs> I swear
0: the pediatricians <laughs> would uh, talk to us like our baby was dying. And I'm like... Is this common? Like, and then the milk the milkmaids would come in. I would call them, and they'd be like, "You're fine. Just keep nursing. Everything will work out." And then the doctors would look at you like, "No, something is a problem." And I'm like, "What the f- fudge is happening here?" Like, it was straight into fear mode. It was. Did you have that experience at all? Or- so I mean, I
1: do. I mean, I, I if I had to think back there, I'm sure that I had some things being said to me that were fearful. Most of it actually came from me. And I was, what I will say was I was really fortunate in my entrance to being a parent. Everything was like kind of crazy, but I did have a midwife. I had planned to have a home birth with my first. I had a midwife. I picked her because she just, she had been around for a long time. She was very knowledgeable. I felt like I trusted her a hundred percent. And so when I had him, my son was born, it was a precipitous birth. She didn't even make it home. He was born. Oh <laughs> this is a whole new story. But he wow. was born as she was on the way. The doula called and was like, you need to get over here. It's happening a lot quicker than we, I thought. She's in the car driving on the phone with her. And my son is born. So he In was, the car? In, in, no, uh, in, the, in uh, our home. In our, yes, why in no one was there actually. with you. Yes. Oh my, because, so my husband's Jackie. standing there. The doula's standing there and nobody, anyway. Yeah. But with the midwife... And her experience and her connections in the, the area that we were living at, San Diego County. She knew a pediatrician. She's like, Do you have a pediatrician yet? Oh, I was like, No, yeah. not yet. I was gonna call the one, you know, you told me, but I hadn't yet. And so she gets her on the phone, demands to speak with her. The like nurses are kind of like, oh no, no. She's like, no, I need to talk to her. So they go over like the vitals and everything of my son. They talk, have a plan, and she said, Okay, you're gonna see the pediatrician tomorrow everything's looking good here. She sent me up with donor milk and all this stuff, a lactation. She just sent me up with yes. everything, put me at ease that he was good. Mm-hmm. Everything else looked good, except for him being very small. We were going to like feed him a ton in the first week, get his weight up. And they came and visited me every day. I went and saw the pediatrician, yeah. they like worked together. So I was very cared for in that regard. And yet it was still like a shock to my system. So
0: yeah, so yeah. I can
1: only imagine, you know, but yeah, you know, fast forward five or so weeks into parenting. And I was like, my boss texted me and is like, let's have a meeting to, you know, pl- make a plan yeah. for you coming back. And I was just like, I just had gotten my son in a feeding schedule where he was he was breastfeeding finally after 5 weeks uh, of pumping yeah. and all that and I was terrified that I was going to we were going to go backwards cuz yeah. of you know the transition to work I I was not sleeping I was I was like barely losing mm. and I just remember thinking to myself like there's no way I can go back to that like there's yeah. no way I can take my son to work there's no way that I can go back into that world it's way too much for me right now and i made a a decision at the time to leave to step away from my job it wasn't a pl- a job that i was like passionate about that i saw a yeah. long term future in so i i'm not saying that i maybe would have done that same made that same decision if it was something that i i really wanted to you know continue but in that time it just felt like the right decision and i told myself because i'm such a Working person, like I can't (laughs) slow down. That I was going to take that year off with my son, but for for him, right? right. For him, (laughs) but also to figure out what it was that I really wanted to do. Because at that point, I had kind of bounced around in a few different careers. I had taught at a high as a high school teacher. I had done other things, and I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was kind of used looking at this time as like a place to find clarity and. I just started doing what I knew, which was writing stories and collecting stories. And because I was a new mom, I was really interested in, in stories that I didn't normally hear. I felt like my experience as a parent and giving birth were very different than what I had expected. And so I just was naturally gravitating to putting that out in the world.
0: Yeah, it is amazing, right? Like that draw to like, it, you know, it's, it's just so fascinating. I don't know if it's, I don't know how to say it. You you said it really well, but like the, the like it's, we joke that we can't sit still or whatever, but it's also just a draw to have like purpose and meaning like outside of motherhood, right? Like it's a beautiful thing and we love it, but there's also just so much joy that comes from doing other things that complement it. So yeah, it comes, it comes back fast, right? You, in your head, often you're like, I'm just going to soak this up. And and be with my child for the first year. And then there's this little inner bit that's like, oh, what do we get? What else are we gonna do? What, what can we do now? What's next? And yes. It sounds like that just blossomed for you at that, that time of your life. That's so cool. And yeah, and and I, I love the way that you described it earlier, that it's a companion. What did you say? You said writing has been a, a companion and a tool. So I love that. It's like, to me, that just speaks like it brings comfort, but it also is a way to like express and use your voice. And I'm sure, you know, for so many, it's processing emotions and moving through stuff because it's like when you, whether you're, and I'm really interested to learn all about your work, but especially like the creative side, because I feel like I can, I'm more likely to be able to write. And I've always been more likely to read when it's like nonfiction And it kind of just flows and it feels like it's, you know, you can process things. And then once you write it down, you're like, oh, I see what's happening here. I'm learning from this. But then there's the creative side that like, I've never really explored that much. And like to think about like creative writing. I actually watched my dad over the last like probably 15 years try to become a creative writer. And it was really fascinating. And then sitting down with this conversation with you today, I just started to think about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. He was really going down that route. And and you know, it, you know, he just used it as a hobby, but there's just so many sides of it that is is really fascinating.
1: So so cool. When you said that your you said your grandfather. My dad. Your, My dad. Your, your dad, yeah. dad. When your dad was writing to you, you, mean that he was like writing stories more, like or poetry or I'm curious it was, to hear what he was Yeah, doing. it
0: was stories. It was stories. He was trying to publish some, I remember. This was probably like seven to 10 years ago. He was taking like writing classes and it's so sweet. I feel like as as time goes on, like... I feel like I've done more and more discovery of my parents, right? Like I spent my teen years just like wanting to get the hell out of there. And then like, I don't know, it just, it's taken me a while. And as they get older and I'm like, oh, I go home and I'm like, you know, you get older and you become fascinated in this stuff. But he's like, he's, he's taking painting classes now. And he's like this really quiet Quaker man from the South. And he's just a really interesting guy. But yeah, I'm just seeing now that he has this like huge creative side to him. Yeah, And it's just so cool. But yet he somehow ended up in like, as like a computer in like the computer processing world, which makes no sense because my dad like literally can't even like can't even function like a cell phone or a computer. (laughs) He like loses his mind. I'm like what in the world? Like somehow you were sent down the wrong path. And he was like basically miserable in his career his whole life. But then to see that there's a side of him that just like really loved creative writing and art and all the things. So, and yeah, and I, I love, like I said, I love to write. I do a ton of like when i'm writing emails and like speaking to people in my community or if i'm writing blog posts it seems to just flow but i do i do wonder you know what would like creative the creative side look but i think we're going to get there but let's let's just talk a little bit about why creative writing is such magic right so i think of all of our listeners and i think you know we have so many moms who are just in the heavy season of motherhood right where there just seems to be not enough time to do anything. You barely shower some days. It's like between making lunches and taking the kids to and from school and sports and your work schedule and marriage and just all the things. Like, I'm sure for some, it might be laughable to think like, I'm going to create a writing habit. But at the same time, like, let's just talk a little bit about why it is so magical. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited and the first thing that we were going to chat about Jackie is how we can really preserve our legacy by writing it down and how our story is important and will be important to our children's origin story and and like our children and their grandchildren and all the things. So let's talk a little bit about the at uh, the act of preserving because this is we talk about legacy a lot here at Fresh Start Family and it reminds me actually of positive parenting in general because a lot of times like what you do today will make such a difference in 15, 20, 30 years from now. Right. Like, but it's so easy to like, wait, 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 not do things, not do things. And then like in positive parenting work, you're like, Oh shit, your kids become teenagers and you're like fully like you're disconnected. They're lying, cheating, stealing, you're fighting, you're grounding them all the time. You're like, how do we get here? It's because you you know you didn't spend the last 10 years like doing something that was going to preserve the relationship blah 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 basically I don't know. That's why, I, but the, but when people lean into this work and they start practicing slowly, but surely, and they prioritize it and they find joy in it, like all of a sudden, once they have teenagers, they're just so set up for success and joy and connection and actually like enjoying being a parent to teenagers. And then as they become young adults, it all just goes from there. So, but talk to us about this idea of legacy through writing and recording your story.
1: Yeah. Well, part of the reason why I asked you about your father and, and you know, just a little bit more details there is because as you were talking, I I thought about my gran- my grandpa who passed away about a year and a few months ago. And I didn't know this about him until I was an adult. He was an engineer. So also somebody who was not, you know, characterized as being a creative person. But he yeah. was somebody for who for as long as I knew and much longer was writing his own memoirs. And I don't know why he... I mean, he never fully explained like his goal with it. But he did it to, I think, help... I think it helped his memory over time. And oh, yeah. it also allowed him to record the life that he had lived. And I think... About that a lot of times when I think about legacy, I think about the fact that that my maternal grandmother suffered from dementia, you know, And, and so I think there's been a part of me because of what I've seen in my family and other people's families that's been really invested in the idea of preserving stories because I see what happens when, you know, like you said, 10 years, 20 years go by and we haven't done it. Or when a family member is gone and we can never, can't ask them anymore, what yeah. happened? When I t- think about stories and writing, I think if that story is written down, then it, it it's preserved, it's there. And if we just rely on a person to tell us something, we don't know. I mean, life, life happens, right? Things happen, somebody can be gone and we'll never have a chance to have that story Obviously we can't control what happens out there, but for me as a person who is now a mom, I think about my sort of re- my sort of responsibility to sit down and write what I am witnessing about my children, what I'm going yeah. through so that they will be able to look back on that and read it possibly in the future and know, you know, who their mom was more than they they well as like the the role that I played in their lives and also know their own histories because I'm seeing I'm living right now with them during times that they there are not going to be able to remember when they're older remember as clearly maybe and I can record that part of their life for them and so I know that with social media now and pictures and videos there's this people are preserving in a way Mm -hmm. but just having lost people in my life, I just feel like pictures and videos are special, but they're, you know, they say pictures to say a thousand words, but they really don't. You know, you look at a picture, you see the smiley faces. I look at a picture of like, you know, our family pictures that we took a few, a couple years ago. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember all the chaos that went into it. You don't yeah, see I remember that, that it in was the picture, hell. right? It was
0: hell, <laughs> the family photo shoot. That's, that's what's not written on that. <laughs> but we would never <laughs> write about that. We would never, of course, never, of <laughs> never preserve that. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, but I really like ripping something... on that though, Jackie, yeah. you know, like the reality, right? Like of motherhood to share it in a way that like, you know, I can just... I can just what a gift it would be to your kids if you you know like those you shit you shared somehow about those rocky moments right mm-hmm. or like the the families that are in my work like the rocky moments always there's a be- there's always a beautiful ending because we learn and we teach how to make amends we learn how to use mistakes as opportunities to learn but like all those moments can become beautiful to record even if they were crap and every single photo shoot known to man has been a crap. I think I've done like six of them and every single (laughs) one was stressful except for one. (laughs) We let the kids wear whatever they want. Stella had like a wedding veil on as like a four-year-old. She had like, like plastic, like Irish, like jewelry and like old like tab tattoos on and they were so happy like but that was the only photo shoot that's been that's not been stressful. I love I love okay so I love all this Jackie. So as I was thinking as I was listening to like I love the responsibility part right and I think sometimes you know we can just get so buried in the task that I I think that it can be so joyful too right like and I know I know you do too but like when you read back your stories or your memories or your experiences or your thoughts. It's so emotional, right? Like it, it's like an example of how to create your own joy. So mm-hmm. this month in our private membership community, at the time of this recording, we, we do like a 14 day gratitude challenge where every day we document 10 things that went great, that we're grateful for, that the, ki- the kids are learning. We are changing, like anything you can see, you write it down. And it's just it's pivotal, right? Like once you get it down and you read it, and also when you read other people's, it just affects you, right? And you realize, like, even if you had a crap day or if you're in a really tough season with a toddler or sickness everywhere, whatever it may be, that there is so much joy to be found. And I think that's what can come from Recording like legacy type of stories too, right? Whether it's, it's birth or postpartum or, you know, the season, this or that, whatever it may be. I actually shared something on social the other day that I can see like this being beautiful in writing too even more beautiful in writing. Right. Cause it's, but I shared Stella turned 15. And so we've been in this work now for about 12, over 12 years or almost 13 now. And I was just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. How freaking the Halloween week here is crazy. It's always been crazy. Both my kids have birthdays. We have Halloween in the middle and it's just like, feels like chaos. So everyone goes back to school finally. And I just like exhale. And then it just hits me like, Oh my gosh. Like I look at this little girl and like, how how much we've been through and like how far we've come. We had a crazy birth. I was, I was an absent birth, like unconscious. It's a miracle she survived. It's a miracle I survived. Torn placenta, emergency C-section, just awfulness the first few months. And then the toddler years is just when I almost lost my mind. And then I found positive parenting. And then fast forward with this 13 years and it's like, oh my gosh, there's this little girl that's not just thriving. She's like, her story and who she is, and this like beautiful, strong will that she was blessed with, is like literally helping thousands of parents have compassion with their children. And it was just like, whoa! I just kind of recorded it in a, a oral format, but the, it was just a, and I like watched it back, and I was like crying. <laughs> I'm like oh, this is so beautiful. So that's an example of something that really should. Be in writing, like those moments when you're inspired, right? To record like how grateful you are or or the realizations of how much you've been through. Like I can imagine Stella picking up a story like that in 20 years and just being like, oh my gosh, like my mom and I were intensely connected and there's
1: so much purpose in my life and all the things. It's pretty cool. Well, I was just thinking about, you know, how much more powerful watching that video is going to be in 10 years or 20 years for you, like you said, Mm -hmm. for your daughter. And, you know, I want to like go back to what you said earlier about creative, like how you love to write, but you're, you know, exploring creative writing is something you haven't yet. And I think the, I mean, I believe the act of writing is creative unless you're like doing writing technically Mm -hmm. for like a, a scientific report. If you're writing about expressively, if you're writing about, an experience you've been through, some bringing emotion. I mean, I feel like anything you probably write for, even, you know, for for your families and for the blog posts and things like that, I think you bring in your insight and your ex, your emotions and your feelings on certain matters. So that is expressive writing, that is creative to me. And I think when we say the word legacy, it has like some kind of like pressure to it sometimes. But I love that you talked about like, Preserving memories, just recording memories, writing them down because that's what it's about. When I, when I thought about like my responsibility, and preserving memories, it was more like I don't want to forget this moment, and I know that time is going to go by fast. Everybody tells me your kids grow up fast, but I know that in the day to day things are crazy. I'm in crisis mode all the time, and I'm experiencing things right now that I know are going to look different in a month, in a year, in five years. And I'm not going to remember some of these details. I want to write it down. And to be able to look back on it, like you shared and see like, oh, I remember that was a really hard time and read what I wrote. And I was like, oh, I had forgotten about that. That's actually really sweet. Or that was so hard for me. And just a month later, like things got better. I remember that. I feel like being able to reflect on that, even if you're the only person that gets to read that, is a preservation, is you preserving a legacy of... Your life experiences I think we don't encourage people enough to do that to honor their lives to not just yeah. have gratitude but to to see how much we do how much we do on a day to day how much we grow without even realizing it and I think writing has done that for I know it's done that for me and so many yep. other people.
0: Yeah, and, and we're gonna talk next about just how a little goes a long way, even just five minutes a day can really connect you to yourself, your thoughts, preserve a memory in an impactful way and and how there's been a study of how three consecutive days has the power to heal when you write just 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that it talks about healing there because it is it is interesting how much writing can create healing. So it's like oftentimes if you write about a challenging situation. And then you can like, so I'm, I'm just thinking about what I see in my group. And that's so interesting that you say all writing is creative because oh, I'm just so realizing how much writing is such a tool in our community that is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, like all it's all clicking for me. I just thought it was like this is just what we do. We ask questions and then we share success stories and that's the way you do it. That's the way you get support and that's the way we've organized our programs. But when I when you look at our success stories, we have like a Google Doc now of 800 pages of success stories from our our students and our 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 bonfire private community. And it's like beautiful. And the reason why I thought of that it's healing is because when when they write like, oh my gosh, I want to come in and share what happened. Like, you know, last week or a month ago, I got support on this. I was feeling really stressed out and we were having this challenge. And then like this last week, we had this conversation or this happened or I responded in this way. and And when they pour out their words, it's like, It's they're realizing how much they've grown, how much like joy they have, how much courage it took to do things a different way instead of just like snapping and threatening their kids. And I'm realizing now, like what an act of creative, creative writing and, and questions actually are too in some, because you're, you're, you're putting your emotions out there. You're vulnerable. Like our group is very, like very vulnerable where people are like, you know, you can like sign up to be in our positive parenting programs and come in tomorrow and be like, I smacked my kid. And we're like, oh, I'll sit down. You're welcome here. Like everything, you know, like we're going to help you. Like there's no shame. There's no, like, it's just so open and honest and like, hey, let's just help you get to higher grounds. But I can see just how much courage comes out in just the act of asking a question and admitting like, hey, I'm in a really troublesome state here, or this keeps happening. And my spouse and I are so disconnected. So anyways, I just think I'm going to have you riff on this for a little bit of just how a little goes a long way, but it is so beautiful how writing really does have the power to heal. So, but talk to us about this, Jackie, because we're all freaking busy. And <laughs> it's like, I've done this a million times. I've, Actually, no, I'm not gonna even go there. yeah, when I want to do something, I make it happen. so talk to us about talk to us about five minutes a day,
1: yeah, well, so what I've been doing for oh gosh, I guess the past couple of years now is trying to help encourage moms to like I like you said, take five just just five minutes a day to sit down and write and I as a mom, I know that anything that takes a little extra mental energy will make it harder for you to do. So it's like, I don't want to have to think. So I, I've, you know, on social media, I've shared one word prompts every month as like a little structure to help get the journaling going. It's really just journaling. And having one word, I don't know, one of the words, pumpkin, I'm thinking of like Halloween. Whatever yeah. word, you mean, so like pumpkin, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the word pumpkin? Oh, I'm thinking about how my kids just threw the pumpkin off the, the, the deck because it's not Halloween anymore. And we said, let's beat the deer. So they got to, yeah. And so oh, awesome. I'm going to write about that. And so you oh, just sit down and write cool. and you set the timer for five minutes and whatever came to mind with that word, you sit and write. And a lot of times, you end up spending more than five minutes because you want to like finish your thought and yeah. all that. But you tell yourself if you really, you know, don't have a lot of time, five minutes is enough to just sit there and write down a memory, write down a thought. And that is creative in itself, where you're like, oh, I don't a bluebird, when would I last see what comes to mind? Oh, and then you think of whatever and then you write it down. So that is creative. You're stretching your mind a little wow. bit to to write something around that. And I've done it myself. I've put out these prompts before and I force myself to do it. You know, for consistently sometimes. and I go back a year later and read it. And I'm like, "Wow, like I wrote about this thing that happened that I never would have remembered unless I sat down and write it. So it's it is really powerful. It seems really simple, but that's all it takes. And I tell everybody, I mean, no matter who you are, you have five minutes. Yeah. You have five minutes to be able. And what I call it rather than creative writing or journaling is five minutes to connect with yourself. Mm. because yeah. You know, we're so, I mean, I'm speaking about myself, but I spend so much time in my head. How many times do I allow myself to write down what I'm thinking so I can actually look at it and make it real? You know what I mean? And so just giving yourself a few minutes a day to be able to like, look at your thoughts and then do something about them. So if my thoughts are very like worrying and anxious, I look at them and I say, oh, wow, I'm really worried about that. What am I going to do about it? Or how am I going to get some support for this? Or I'm writing down all the great things that are going on in my life. And I'm like, oh, wow, things aren't as bad as I thought they were. Or I'm asking the same question. You know what I mean? So like you start to see patterns when you sit there and are able to do it consistently. But I say everybody has five minutes. Take five minutes off the amount of time you spend on your phone. Take five minutes off. You know, add five minutes to your nighttime face washing routine. Add five minutes to your morning, you know, drinking a cup of coffee or tea before you get out the door whatever it is. What I did as a mom of young kids was as soon as I put down my son at the time when I only had one, as soon as I put him down for his nap, I knew he'll at least sleep for five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to sit down before I do anything else. I have the impulse to like clean or do work or sit down and watch something. I'm going to make myself for five minutes, right? And then I'll do Mm -hmm. the next thing. And that really helped me be consistent because I knew that that was something that more often than not, was not going to get compromised and I could get my writing done. That is so cool.
0: And even just those two prompts you just said, like they sound so silly at first and then it's like, you know, when you say pumpkin, like instantly, like my son's first birthday and like it would have been my daughter's fourth. We we had their birthday parties at the same pumpkin patch for like two or three years. And it was just like memories, like flush, like flood in and like joy, like makes me just want to cry or like the bluebird one. I think of like growing up in Maryland. Right. And like through my work, I, you know, I talk a lot about like things that family legacies that I don't want to pass on or not family legacies, like generational cycles or Mm -hmm. chains that I want to break. I don't, but it's like, I don't spend as much time talking about so many of the joyful things of like where I grew up and being in this amazing family, living in the country and growing up, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, I could riff on that for five minutes for sure. And like, that is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, I can imagine... How cool that would be. Okay. I have a silly question, but, and this is coming from someone, so I'm like 45 years old. So I can't even imagine the kids now who are only on the devices typing, but I swear when I write, I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, my hand gets tired. Like I want it to go faster. And so like, I only want to, like I I have a tendency to want to write on the computer, but I want to be off electronics. I don't think there's so much of like a thing to do there with it, except for just like slow down and just write, right? But like, it does that make sense. I don't know. What are the kids no. going to do now that they think? They... <laughs> no one's learning how to write.
1: <laughs> well, I'll say it. a couple things about that because- okay. You, you make a very good point. I have saved a few different, like you brought up the science of of the healing and I can share that a little later too, but neuroscientists have actually found that writing with your hand makes you smarter. So if that's oh, an incentive okay. for you, this is a study related to cursive, but they've also like expanded it to just taking notes in class and and writing by mm-hmm. hand. And what I appreciate about writing, what writing does for me also is help force me to be present. I mentioned that I'm like very much like an ideas person and in my head and and I love to work and writing helps me slow down. Writing helps me remember things when my days feel really fast. And so having my, making myself do it by hand is just another part of like physically forcing myself to slow down and process And that's why it's like, I don't, you don't need to do it for too long by hand. When I feel like I have a story in mind that I want to write or, you know, I know I want to write something like a blog post, like you shared or, or a message to somebody, I will go on my computer and write it, right? Like, because it's just easier and I'm trying to get my thoughts down quickly before they go. But if I'm just writing a process or I'm just doing this as like a therapeutic thing, I think the writing by hand exercises our brain in a different way. And it's a good thing to just go back to the page and read it. What I will say is I always encourage, especially moms, to write however you can. And the phone, I know we try to avoid screen time, but our phones have an amazing thing called a notes app that I've had moms in, in my community, moms who've published for Motherscope, who have written amazing things on their notes app while breastfeeding at 3am. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was the thing that they could grab because they're holding a baby. They can't grab a pen and paper. They can't get on their computer, but they had an idea or a thought and they wanted to get it down and they use their phone. And I, I, I encourage people to write however you can and whenever the inspiration strikes, because oftentimes we get an idea and we're like, Oh, I'll do it later. And then obviously we forget. And so the idea is not to focus on like doing it in a perfect way or a perfect setting or a perfect amount of time. It's just about getting your ideas down. I think there's something about when I think of something that I feel is important and putting it down on a paper or on my phone, that act over and over again is a way of also telling myself that I am important and my thoughts mm-hmm. matter and what I'm living is important. And I think those acts beyond, you know, creative enrichment, beyond whatever are intentional acts that help us as parents and people.
0: It is so true. And yeah, anything that can like help our brains, right? I mean, it's like ha- having, um, sounds like we both have grandparents, grandma, I think you said, yours is similar. You said dementia, mine actually had Alzheimer's and it's like, I'm always like, Thinking, okay, brain, like, what can we do today to preserve this brain? Like, every time I, like, I'm always trying to learn new things or exercise my brain in a different way to, like, because I've heard some different doctors just speak about different ways that we can, like, keep it healthy. That is very, like,
1: incentivizing.
0: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is really good. Awesome. And so over the years, like I know you guys at Motherscope and in your community, Jackie have so many ways to support this process. So talk to talk to us a little bit. You so you mentioned the the prompts, like the word prompts, but talk to us a little bit more about. I know sometimes you have you actually have like monthly prompts. You have a community where you can like. I think I've seen that you guys get together and you might be on a Zoom, but you might have like a half hour where you're just like, I'm gonna, gonna, I don't know what it looks like. So talk to us about that. And then I do want to know about like publishing too, right? Like I know two sides, like your published writings are so beautiful. Like the compilations you have put together, whether it's the birth stories or I know you have a new one coming out soon, postpartum stories and all of those are beautiful. And then I, so like I want listeners to make sure they know where they can get those, but then also- how like what you recommend with publishing your own because Mm -hmm. journals are one thing but also like it's kind of fun to think like what if you actually publish something so anyways but let's start with like what is your community what what are the resources that you provide to help make this easier families I have a question for you would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness if yes, listen up. I have a program called The Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I would love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm of a lot easier. Okay. So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. Freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm
1: and kind. Well, the monthly prompts are just something that I've posted on Instagram every month. And like I said, that's like a little just like entryway. It's like a little freebie that I put out there. Um, Now that I've been doing it for a few years, there's People who follow along, who've done it now for multiple years, and they've shared their writing and stuff. So it's really see- amazing to just to see that that impact of something kind of that I didn't think was that important, <laughs> but just wanted right. to put out there for fun. But since May, I have I launched the MotherScope Writers Club, which is a monthly membership, and we meet four weeks out of the month every Wednesday. And we have a one-hour Zoom that is dedicated to just providing the space, the support, the accountability, and the community for people who want to write. And there's Mm -hmm. no parameters around like, are you a writer? Are you working on something specific for your writing? It's just a place for people to come that they're like, I want to write more. And this is something I want to prioritize. So I'm going to come and do this with other people to hold me accountable. So we've been doing this oh. since May and, and each week is a little different. So like what the first week of the month is, I call it the mom salon. It's an opportunity for us to do like an, a book club that's realistic. We read something that, you know, I pick out that I think is thought provoking to share. We mm-hmm. read it together, or listen to it if it's like an audiobook or a podcast. And then we break out into groups and have a discussion about it. And I say, it's like the one time a month you can have adult conversations with other Other moms about something. And I think a lot of ideas come from just conversation. And so we have talks about whatever was discussed in the reading. And there's always writing time at the end. The second week is a creativity workshop. So we do something creative, either related to writing or that can supplement your writing. And there's writing opportunities there. The third week is our writing hour, which is uninterrupted writing time. So we open with a prompt to get everybody warmed up and then I just play some music and we all write together. It's via Zoom, but it's like really powerful. And then at the end we can share. And then on alternating months, there's either a live reading like open mic style. So people Mm. come and bring what they've worked on that month and share, however length it is, it's always so powerful and special because it's a closed community. People feel like you know they can share things that maybe they wouldn't share on social media or, or with other people. And then on the other alternating month, I do a hot seat and that's an opportunity for people to ask me for feedback on their writing or if they're like stuck on something. uh, I have writer's block. I'm trying to finish the story. What's going on? And we talk through it and people that are listening and participating get a lot out of it because a lot of times the struggles are similar to other people's. So that's Uh the membership, what we do inside it. And I'm just blown away seeing what you know, the moms in our community are able to do. And also the way we all support one another and encourage one another, the way people find time in the pockets of their day to, to show up and, and, and write. And our, my philosophy with every event is come, come as you are, if there's kids on your lap or whatever, I mean, there's mute buttons, do what you can listen if that's all you can do. Or use it as, as an excuse to have like an hour out of your day that's just for you. Get a babysitter, have somebody watch your kids, whatever it is that you can and want to do. This is your permission slip to do it. And so I've gotten a lot of out of it and every workshop that we've, we've hosted, but the ongoing support has been really special. I mean, I'm sure you know that with uh, mm, the communities yeah. that you have and. So that's like the big thing that that I offer. I also have a podcast. And Wendy, mm-hmm. you've been a guest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. and i'm I'm revamping it a little bit in a few weeks to focus exclusively on writing and nice. mothers who write stories. So I, I'll spotlight some some famous authors who are mothers who write published books. But more importantly, it's just going to be conversations around writing and the benefits of writing. and also, how to like, how we get, how we write, how we write certain stories. Like one of the episodes I'm going to put out, I think in January is like how to write your birth story. So informational, but also just sharing stories. So that's, that's that's going to be my podcast. That's on the podcast. And at the end of every episode, I do leave listeners with a writing prompt at the end based on the conversation as like a way Mm. for, you know, if you heard a story about somebody's postpartum experience. As a listener, at the end, you're like, oh, I'm thinking about my postpartum experience. So I kind of challenge my listeners or encourage my listeners at the end, like sit down and, and spend some time processing what you got, what you started thinking about with your own life after listening to this conversation. And so yeah. writing prompts are everywhere. So I so love that, it. So that's the, the writing spot. You did ask about them the magazines. If you go to motherscope.com in our shop are all the past issues. Every one of them, even though, you know, there's a few that are a couple of years old now, are relevant stories. They're stories yeah. about birth stories, the motherhood experience. The one that we put out at the beginning of this year was our generations issue. And you mm. talked about generational cycles. There's a lot of stories to touch on that. Generational healing, oh, you know, telling so the good. story of our parents, things like that. It's a really powerful issue that came out this year. And our postpartum issue will hopefully be available for purchase by the end of this year or early next year.
0: So good. I want all of them, but I especially want to get the generational one. That sounds amazing. Awesome, Jackie. And then as far as like publishing goes, like, do you, I guess it just depends where you choose to write, right? Like, so if you, if, if you write on a computer, then you could think about like taking your Paid, like making each day or just, just printing, but I guess there's no, like, it just, it just all depends where you were to write. Right. And I guess thinking about publishing might put a little bit too much pressure on you. right? Like, so maybe just getting journals that you like the look of to make sure they always can have a place on your bookshelf. Maybe.
1: Yeah. I'm a big advocate for, you mentioned journals, like trying to force yourself. I'm I, This is something I have to like continue to, to, Work on is putting all my writing in the same spot, filling up a journal, because a lot of times I'm like writing all over the place. I write on the computer, I write on the notepad, I write on my journal, and I'm like, I know I wrote this somewhere and I can't find it. So it's really like helpful if you can try to have it all in one place. And so if you're writing for yourself or just, you know, like you said, like without the pressure of publishing and stuff like that, journaling, try to keep it all in the same spot. I've been thinking a lot lately about making sure that I separate writing from publishing because they're two separate things. And so as somebody who has gone to school for writing, has worked in publishing, has published stuff myself, it's very easy for me to think of something that I want to write and be like, oh, I want to, you know, it's going to be a book or I'm going to publish it here Mm -hmm. and this and that. And I've just put so much pressure on what I'm able to put down on the page. And lately I've been trying to write more personal stuff, right? Things that are more vulnerable. And if I keep thinking about who's going to read it or where it's going to get published, yeah. it, it makes me shut down. That's like a lot of times where writer's block comes from. And I know for people on social media and stuff, a big fear that with the writers, a lot of times that I deal with is like, well, I'm going to publish yeah. this, but like my you know family members are going to read this or friends of mine. I don't want them to think things. And so I just encourage people to write for themselves first and just let that sit for a while. I think with social media, we have such an impulse when we're excited about something, we share it publicly. And a lot of times then we like have regrets and you know things happen and you know the writing should just be for you first. And a lot mm-hmm. of times that's enough. And then if you do feel compelled to share it in a different way, having a little bit of distance from it will help you determine where's the right space for it. So you yeah. might have a blog or decide, feel motivated to publish a blog and share stories there. And, and that way, if you have some distance, you can always edit a little bit so that if somebody, you know, that if anybody reads it, you're not going to feel like it compromises something that that is too hard for you. So I, I always recommend some distance from it. There's a like old adage, like right from the scar and not the wound
0: that mm-hmm. I think is really helpful cool. a lot
1: of times. So if you're writing about something that's really, really raw, I think you should still absolutely write from it, but I don't know if you should publish from that place. You know, you should let let yourself heal a little bit before you make it public. Things like that. Just like protecting yourself, protecting what you can handle of criticism. Because once you put it out there, it's open for everybody. I know that on some level, we shouldn't worry about what other people think, but you want to protect yourself as well. So it's not too too traumatizing putting it out there. Yeah. And then this is like a super
0: tactical question or like, but say, say you how you write all this journal stuff. Cause you know, the first point we talked about like preserving our legacy. Right. And like a legacy is just for you, but it's also for your family. Right. So like this idea of like just writing for you, but then going back and realizing, well, maybe some of the stuff I don't want in the the legacy. So there's not like apps or something that you could just take a picture of your journal, your handwritten journal and have it be typed
1: out into something. Is there? Oh goodness. (laughs) I mean, I am sure there are probably people you could hire or something to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure that I know. Well, actually I do want to share there is on your iPhone. You can actually copy text and I think it does copy it and like transcribe it into text. Like I think you can even do it on your iPhone. It might depend on- Like a handwritten journal? Hand, I think okay. so. That's interesting. There's I'm gotta not, be something out, me out, out me there. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there's things like that out there. I think there's becoming more and more capabilities for pictures to be transcribed. Oftentimes though, like if you write in a journal, even if it's like two pages, if you actually just sat down to type it out, oh, true. Um, it's not that much. And it could be helpful with like editing. So it's like if you want to like if yeah, you write something, true. you could write it down. What I was going to encourage actually, which might be similar to what you were saying, is if you write some like I was thinking about your members and when they share something that's really vulnerable or special in in yeah. your group, I would say like encourage them to print it out and and stick it in their kids' box or whatever you know memory mm, books or however yes. they 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 have stuff. I haven't been as organized as I want to be with when it comes to like baby books and stuff like that. Yeah. But I do have a box for each of my kids. And if every once in a while, sometimes I'll find something that I wrote about one of them and I'm like, oh, that's actually really sweet. I'm going to stick it in their box. So at the end of the day, I know it's in there and and it'll get to them in some regard, even if the (laughs) whole book is as as perfect as I want it to, it's there. And so I don't know if this really answers your question, but I think. Yeah, no, that's helpful. I think just taking prints, writing it down, sticking it in a place that, you know, that is dedicated to them or wherever you want it to go is like a small step in the right direction. Yes, absolutely.
0: And you could, yeah, there's a there's a lot of different different ways on that. I can get so like like real like realistic with stuff sometimes. <laughs> But I'm just trying to like get this middle ground because the act of like the right, like I like the idea of like challenging myself to write in cursive. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to like take this challenge this week and just see what happens if I try to really force myself to slow down and write in cursive because I just love the idea of that because I do find myself wanting to like rush through my writing sometimes. And it's like this odd thing, but there's a lesson there. There's a lesson there. So I'm going to kind of just play around with that this week and see see what it brings. But Jackie, this has been so beautiful. Oh my gosh. You're amazing. And your work is amazing. And I can't wait for families who are listening to go find and read more about Motherscope. So tell everyone where can they find you? What's the best place to
1: start if they are inspired and want to start writing more? Tell everyone where to find you. Well, I am mostly on Instagram when it comes to the social media channels. That is often a great place to go to just see all of the different things that are going on with Motherscope. The website also, motherscope.com has everything. I just like relaunched it earlier this year. So it, looks it beautiful. has all the different things you can check out. If you want to read stories, they're there. If you want to you know, listen to the podcast, you can hop there and see that. If you want to check out the shop for the different issues, it's all there for you. And I would love if you did listen to the episode and find out about Motherscope to send me a message on... Instagram and just let me know so that we can have a conversation in there.
0: Yeah, that would be so good. Oh, I love it. And we'll make sure we link the podcast where I was on your show, Positive Parenting, I think it's called with Wendy Snyder. Um, so we'll make sure we link that so they can go find your podcast easily and start listening. But Jackie, thank you so much for being here. This has been really fun. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. volcano instead of respond like the firm For more information and links to everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 161. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.